Welcome back to Picking Winners. I'm Tony. That is Nate. We're through 10 weeks of the NFL season, so just about the halfway point. But we've got week 11 picks on this one. We've got our best bets, and we're, we'll go ahead and sprinkle in some additional lines and props along the way. Before we get started, though, how we doing, Nate? We're doing good. Thursday night football just happened. Me, you and me, we Did. both, you'll get to it, but we both had Baltimore. Um, obviously, that worked out well for us. Joe Burrow gets hurt. That sucks, too, but... I posted in our group text before. I was like, hey, and here's my two picks for tonight. And it was Baltimore first half minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, they scored a touchdown right before the half. Cleared that. Good. Joe Burrow was gone. That kind of stinks too. But then uh, also the over in that game. Thought that both of these defenses pretty much stink uh, for what they try to do against each other. And mm-hmm. we cashed that too with a late touchdown. That would have cleared probably in the third quarter if Joe Burrow were playing. But. Yeah. feels good to go into a week two and oh, and you know, I bet there's people who sit here now that we record on Thursday nights, you know, we have schedules and all that kind of stuff going on yeah. or whatever. It's like, oh, of course they pick Baltimore. They just got done winning or whatever, but we're competing against each other for a Jersey, Tony. So we are. you're holding me accountable. I'm holding you accountable because I want to win this goddamn thing. So uh, just so the listeners out there know, we're not faking our crap. And we've had, I think last week we were on opposites also, so. Yeah, uh, we've got a spreadsheet with picks, and it's a shared document, so we can both get eyes on it. Uh, I did have some picks I did not share in the group chat. Time I had the gym right after work, and then I got home and basically turned the game on. But I had Keaton Mitchell, uh, longest run over 13 and a half yards. He hit that, and also over 25 rushing yards. So you get one, you pretty much get the other. So I hit both of those as well. NBD, nice. NBD, Nate. Uh, so just a quick recap for Week 10. I went 8-6, and six, uh, taking me to 92-58 and 58 on the year. Not bad. Uh, you went 5-9. and nine. Not a great week. Uh, a lot of those games we were at opposing ends of, I got like four of the five or something right. Uh, but that moves you to 89 and 61. Uh, for best bets, this is where we're kind of, we're flipped here. Uh, mine lost, I had Baltimore and Seattle in a six-point teaser. Just needed the Ravens to win. And of course, they lost to a Deshaun Watson-led Browns, which we found out now that he had a high ankle sprain, the highest of ankle sprains, and a fractured shoulder. So of course, you know, he beats the Ravens. Um I'm five and five with these best bets. Not great. But you, on the other hand, you had Sam Howell over 36 and a half pass attempts. Uh, that one, as it should have, uh, moving you to seven and three on the year. So legit best bets. Uh, you're doing very well there. Uh, any commentary before I have this last note before we move on? This last week was the worst fucking, I feel like the worst bad beat week of my life, right? We get <laughs> Carolina, for some reason, can't move the ball against Chicago, right? Which was just terrible. And they have a bunch of people out, but um, or they had a bunch of people out. They're getting a ton of people back this week. And uh, so it should be a little bit better. Mac yeah. Jones misses a fucking wide open Hunter Henry in the end zone for a touchdown, just underthrows him by 15 yards straight to the defense. And you're like, what the hell? Because they end up beating in that Indianapolis in that game. Green Bay, they can't – they're the worst of the worst, and and it's going to be <laughs> – I feel terrible for what I'm doing this coming up week there. Baltimore oh, loses shit. that game as well too, but I did end up hitting that Houston beating Cincinnati thing, yeah, right? But. Good. But I did mention too, and not to like toot my own horn, is like both of those teams were like upset alert, look ahead type games and stuff like that. Um, mm. So I kind of wish I would have went the opposite way with Cleveland as well, and obviously Atlanta. You know, you give Bijan the ball way too much, you're going to lose ball games. Arthur Smith's proven that. So um, <clears throat> there's that. The Jets, the Jets, the offense Man. is terrible, and it's not because of quarterback play as much as that dude's becoming the fall guy but 
look at how good Russell Wilson has been playing this year. And then look at what's happening to Zach Wilson this year. It's not like Zach Wilson was like a world beater prior to, but the Las Vegas Raiders were sitting there running quarters coverage, which is four high, right? The corners mm-hmm. and the safeties are deep with three linebackers covering the entire middle of the field all the way to the sideline. So one dude's hash to hash. The other dude's hash to the sideline. The other dude hash to sideline. Got a minute and a half to go in a game. And this dude's running vertical routes all the way up the seams. You can't hit. That's what it's designed to stop, dude. And there's all this space in the middle. And they're even talking about in the broadcast. For some mm-hmm. reason, I had the damn broadcast on. I think I was listening to, who was it? Who's that in that one? Joe Buck or whatever like that. Sunday Night Football. Troy Aikman, I think. And uh, no, that's Monday night. Uh, whoever the Sunday night game is. <clears throat> yeah. But um, Tariko. Right. And they're talking about how wide open Garrett Wilson is coming across the middle and they don't run it the rest of the time. And it just makes no sense. And they're putting Zach Wilson's getting put in all these bad situations and he's not playing that bad. Like he's making good throws. Yeah. You know, he's on time and everything like that. And they should have won that fucking game against Las Vegas. And it was terrible that they didn't. And shout out to the Denver Broncos for beating the Buffalo Bills. Granted, it Mm -hmm. took, you know, too many men on the field and stuff like that. But. Um, but there, Nathaniel Hackett doesn't deserve to be in the NFL. The only reason they brought him in is because Aaron Rodgers wouldn't take play calling from anybody else who says they're going to run my offense. Mm -hmm. Granted, Aaron Rodgers likes the way he designs an offense and knows how to run it. But apparently he's the only guy on planet earth because Russell Wilson stunk last year. And now this dude's sitting up here as one of the top quarterbacks in the league. I think he has a four to one touchdown to interception ratio. He's passing for good yards. He's mobile. He's moving. They're winning mm-hmm. ball games. You know, he's getting all the receivers involved and stuff like that. And the Jets can't beat the freaking Raiders because of play calling. And it is bad and it's terrible. And I feel bad for Zach Wilson. <clears throat> Get it? He's not that great. I root for him because everybody craps on him. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't been playing that bad these last couple of weeks. And he's t- he's becoming the fall guy. And it's terrible. So. Let's just move on. You good? You got it all out, Nate? I lost a lot of money. I'm glad that all my props and stuff went through the roof. I think I yeah, went like yeah. 10 and 3 or something like that, right, on other all my other props and stuff For that sure. I did on the side. Um, glad I can give out the best pick. And hopefully you're just watching this to see if we can become profitable betting money line and you're not actually doing this with us. Because we don't. said from episode one, this is not a good idea. No, you're it's not, not going to. It's very. It's terrible. But we're gonna do it to see if we can, right? Experiments and stuff like that. Yeah. So we're seven minutes in. I'm sorry, but it's been on my mind all week, and I I got to get some steam off. So uh, sure, sure. So expert check in. I, I have done this a couple times uh, before we get into week twelve picks. I have ninety two injured, eighty nine. Uh, Mike Florio of NBC is at ninety six and fifty four. He's at like the very top of the ex- the expert leaderboard for NFL picks. Jamie Eisenberg of CB- CBS is 91 and 59, got him beat. Uh, Pete Prisco, CBS, 89 and 61, got him beat by three games. No big deal. But we're doing okay, Nate. Uh, let's move on now to our Week 11 uh, predictions on bye. This week we've got the Falcons, the Colts, Patriots, and the Saints. We are Thank also God. recording this. <laughs> yeah, they're doing us a favor this week. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday after the Thursday night game, November 16th. Again, we both pick Baltimore, so we're starting 1-0, and we're going to kick things off with the Sunday early games. Pittsburgh at Cleveland, the Browns are favored by one. Over-unders, very low, understandably so. It's at 33. What you got? Yeah, I think this over-under was at 37.5 when it opened. 
And then as Deshaun Watson news of, oh, he has an ankle injury came out, then it went down to like 35 and a half. And then now that they said, or when PJ Walker was assumed to be the quarterback, 35 and a half. And now they said DTR is the quarterback and it's 33. Um, Pittsburgh stinks. I don't care how, who's playing quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. They're going to be able to run the ball, right? Like just turn around, hand it to Mm -hmm. Jerome Ford. Let's get 10 points and get out of here with a win. I'm going to take Cleveland to win it because the Pittsburgh Steelers, like at some point, you being outgained by your opponents by substantial margins will lose you ball games. And it comes at a point when there's a defense that can do it. And the Cleveland Browns have a top three defense in the entire league. They're going to be the ones to hold this team under 10 points. Cleveland wins it. Some nasty nine to seven, ten to seven type game. I'll take Cleveland to win at home. Yeah, Watson done for the year. Obviously, I'm taking the Browns even still, and it's not a testament to how good I think uh, the Browns' defense is. They're very good. Uh, it's a testament to how bad I think the Steelers are. So I'm in unison there with you, Nate. Offensively, they're 18th in DVOA, but 30th in total passing yards. This is the Steelers, second in total rushing yards, uh, and 31st in total first downs. How they've managed to win some of these games getting outgained, I believe it's in every single game this year. It's wild. Mm-hmm. So I'm also on Cleveland. As ugly as we this also, game is going to be, I'm taking the Browns. We also need that drama near the end of the end of the year when the Pittsburgh Steelers are 8-8. Eight and eight. Right. And then they win the last game of the year. So Tomlin gets over 500. (laughs) It's coming. It's coming for sure. Uh, Next game, Chicago at Detroit. Lions are favored by eight over unders. One of the higher ones on the week at 48. What you got? I'm opposite of everybody in the world on what they think about the Detroit Lions. I don't think they're all that great. They pushed around the Los Angeles Chargers last week. I don't know if you've seen these clips where it's a run to the left and you look at the entire line for the Detroit Lions and they are they all had their dudes blocked in unison going forward like two three yards down the field it's like the the Chargers in this defense that was you know so good for two weeks when they were playing nobodies like the Bears and I think it was the Bears and the Jets teams that can't block um, and they got manhandled by the Detroit Lions I don't think they're all that good but the Chicago Bears are even worse so I'll take the Detroit Lions to win at home probably be the loudest environment that Justin Fields has played in outside of like going to Tuscaloosa or going to Ann Arbor or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. Detroit at home against Fields coming off injury. I badge field doesn't matter for me. Uh, I like where the lions are uh, at with the top five offense, top 10 defense in terms of DVOA or efficiency. Chicago is the exact opposite ranking outside the top 25 in those uh, same metrics. So uh, this was an easy pick for me. Give me, Detroit as well. Next matchup, the Chargers at the Packers. Uh, Chargers road favorites at three, over-unders at 44. What are you doing? The Packers are terrible. I just talked about them in the opening segment about how bad they are and they can't even beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, but But... they're going to beat the Los Angeles Chargers (laughs) this week. At home, the Chargers are going there. Three-point favorites. I don't think the Chargers are any good. Justin Herbert's finger is messed up. They may not have Keenan Allen this week. It looks like he's going to play. He's got a sprained AC joint, and he was wearing some like shoulder plate thing or something like that under his pads. It looks completely uncomfortable. He practiced limited today on Thursday. He'll probably go, but they don't have pass catchers there. And 
when your number one pass catcher is going to be Keenan Allen with the AC joint, like if he gets smacked and he lands on that thing, it's going to be trouble. He's not going to be able to have the mobility in his arm to be able to go up and catch passes with his length or anything like that. So everything's going to have to be, have to be at on target. I think Eckler catches a bunch of passes out of the backfield because that's all they really have. A couple Jalen uh, Guyton bubble screens and stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. uh, Quentin Johnson will be playing this week as well too, but he hasn't been able to show any form. Um, Gerald Everett out, you know, like the Chargers just aren't that good. Green Bay can run the ball. I think they could play pretty good defense. They, their defense has been okay as of late. Um, it looks like when you watch the Green Bay Packers, it's not all put together yet, but it looks like the pieces are getting there as far as the scheme and what they're doing with Jordan Love and in positions. He's just got to make the throws. I think Dobbs is better than anybody in that Chargers secondary. I don't think they're going to be able to get a big pass rush on the on the Packers. Their offensive line's okay. And they'll be able to run the ball all over the Chargers with A.J. Dillon and hopefully Aaron Jones coming back. So I get Green Bay as an upset at home mm. in the cold. Justin Herbert, his long old hair, they asked him if he's ever played in snow. He said, that's for Madden. You know he's not going to want to be out there. Give me Green Bay to win a game. That's bold. This is a bold one. I like it. Um, that One thing we've never questioned is Keenan Allen's length. So let's let's put that to bed. <laughs> he is black. <laughs> I'm good God for one it. of those an episode. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chargers played well against the Lions. Ultimately took the loss last week. That was a good game. That was entertainment from the NFL at its finest. Their offense is at Nate, as Nate likes to say, it is humming. I know Keenan Allen's a little banged up. I, he's he's going to go. He, he's tough. He'll play through it. Uh, defense for sure leaves a lot to be desired, but Green Bay, they're 23rd in both total passing and rushing yards. Uh, not great. And I don't, if they can't score with the Chargers, I don't think they have a shot at winning this game. Their defense hasn't really been something they can rely on. Uh, definitely worse than what we assumed it was going to be coming into the year. So I like your pick. I think it's bold, but I'm going the other way. I'm taking the chargers to win this one on the road. And I think part of it too, is because I don't believe that Detroit is any good too. So when you look at what these two teams did last week against each other, like Detroit had extra rest and the chargers were coming off of a shorter week or whatever. I believe that's what it was, right? Detroit played on Thursday the week before, or they were on a Uh, I forget, man. I forget what it was, but one of them was on extra rest or whatever like that. I think it was the Chargers were on short, shorter rest because they played on the weekend and Detroit played on Thursday or something like that. And yeah, Char- Chargers uh, played the Monday night game the week before. Yeah, so they were on shorter rest too, and they still put up a ton of points, and that's not you know usual or whatever like that. So I'm not putting a bunch of weight on what Detroit is. Uh, I don't think they played anybody, yeah. and so for the Chargers to move the ball against them, I'm not real a bit about it, and. Just weather in general. I like Green Bay. so That's fair. Green Bay showed some stuff uh, against the Steelers, so it, it's promising. I just need more. I need to see more. The The data points I have have all been negative on them. Last week was like the first positive in a while, so we'll see. Watch this week. Uh, next watch matchup. this week. I know. I will watch the game. Next matchup, <laughs> Las Vegas at Miami. Dolphins favored by just about two touchdowns. They get 13.5 at home. Over-under is at 46.5. What you got? Classic bully game for the Miami Dolphins. They're going to win. They're going to smoke this Raiders team. You know, welcome to South Beach, Raiders. Like, I know you live in Vegas. It's all glitz and glam. You got all that stuff going on there. You're more focused on, hey, there's a Formula One race I got to watch in the middle of the night, the day before a game. You know, (laughs) like, what's going on in my city? I think Miami blows them out. Miami's just the better team. 
the Raiders don't have anything to compete with them. The Raiders can run the ball, um, but they're not going to be able to pass the ball, and I think Miami gets up early and then blows this team out. I also like the 13-and-a-half. I like laying it. So. Dang. Two weeks right. in a row, I like laying big do- big numbers. So. All right. Uh, on the one hand, you have a Raiders team that has rallied behind their interim head coach. Uh, it's awesome, but you know O'Connell leaves a lot to be desired at the quarterback position. And the defense there, they're only middle of the pack. Um, on the year, the Raiders are 29th in offensive efficiency, so their you know, entire body of work. O'Connell, he's, he's not going to change that, I don't think. Um, I believe Miami coming off the bye wipes the floor with the Raiders, as you do. The line um, should be in better shape for the Dolphins' offensive line, and I believe Devon Achan is coming off IR as well. So yep. he, if, he, if he is playing, he's going to mop the floor with these guys, and I'm looking forward to it. I think most of it might be a little bit banged up, but healthier coming off the bye as well. So taking the Dolphins. Uh, next matchup, Giants at the Commanders. Washington favored by nine. Over-unders, low. Hits at 37. What you got? Yeah, this is a game where if you're betting sides or you're teasing or even if you if you think, oh, I got a free win with the Washington Commanders, I wouldn't touch this game with your money, Probably Tony. Uh, but I'll take Washington to beat them. I, you know, right. old Danny DeVito can't move the ball <laughs> on this Washington team. Like, that dude stinks. Um and they just can't block either. So, you know, the Giants are in contention for Caleb Williams. They can't win this week because next week's the battle for Caleb Williams when they're going to play the New England Patriots and who's going to be the number one overall pick because Chicago's probably going to win a game. Arizona's going to win a couple games by the end of the year. They're not tanking. It's up to New York and it's up to New England. Carolina, I think, can win a game, you know, get themselves over that three win mark. Mm-hmm. So, that Chicago doesn't have that pick. Washington beats them. I don't, you know, I've all year been betting this Sam Howell over 36 and a half, over 34 and a half. The number's at 36 and a half this week. I don't like it because I think they, this is a game where they can blow a team out and then they'll be able to run the ball and kill some time. So uh, Washington to win the game, I would stay away from this game with everybody's money. Just don't bet it. It should be the lowest handle take of the entire week. I don't like who, who in the NFL would lose a game to the New York giants. And it at, at home, it's the commodes, right? The Washington taco (laughs) holders, their, their logo on the side of the helmet looks like you should put tacos in it. Like (laughs) you'll see it all weekend. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, But I, I'll pick Washington to win it because I will never pick the New York Giants to win a football game until next week. There. Oh, preview. Preview into mm-hmm. next week's picks. Probably what if I told not you... because Belichick's going to like sabotage it because apparently oh, he's God. out. <laughs> what if I told you Tommy DeVito has extra time to study game film and practice with the receivers because his mom is doing his laundry, cooking him <laughs> dinner, giving him a sponge bath, paying his bills. <laughs> yeah. That guy's living the fucking life. He's living the life. (laughs) So bad. So bad. He makes more Uh, than us and lives at home. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, All right. Giants, hot garbage. Uh, Landfill in the Mojave Desert in July. Hot. Garbage. I'd only be concerned if the Giants had any semblance of an offense, but they're dead last in DVOA efficiency on offense. They're average, um, or they average a league-worst 145 passing yards a game. That's terrible. They're dead last in converting third downs, bottom five in total first downs, and they've now allowed the most sacks in the NFL, uh, taking the commanders. But this is, yeah, this is one. Wouldn't be surprised if they somehow, you know, just run run like crazy, get up, and just 
maybe manage a couple turnovers, sacks, stuff like that. But uh, taking the commanders in this game yeah. uh, as well. Next game, Dallas at Carolina. Cowboys are road favorites. They get 10.5 over-unders at 42.5, assuming about 37 of that at least is the Cowboys. What you got? Uh, You know how every week, Tony, I talk about how there's one big favorite that has the opportunity to get upset? I think it it. might. Don't do it. I think it actually might be right here. Um, Dallas on the road. As a double-digit favorite, non-conference, they play on Thanksgiving next weekend in the division, Mm -hmm. right? So they need to win the division game more than they need to win this. I think it's against Washington on Thanksgiving Day. Um, Carolina, they're getting a ton of people back. The offensive line and the defensive secondary. They're just getting dudes back and being healthy and being a full team. Their defense has actually been playing a lot better over the last couple weeks as well. It's not been as bad. Uh, you got Frank Reich taking over play calling duties once again. Uh, the offense looked not as anemic when he didn't have play calling duties as well. Dallas, I I played Carolina plus 10.5 earlier today. Uh, I think that they can cover the 10.5 as a home dog. Um, in a game where Dallas, even if they do end up winning the ball game, they can get up a little bit and then just run clock out, right? You're going to see Rico Dowdle for a quarter and a half, Ooh, potentially, if they're so. able to if they're able to get a big lead on this team. And then you get a Carolina backdoor because they got to play on Thanksgiving, short week in the division, Washington, I believe it is. Um, but they, they can't afford to have any injuries because they got – they're still fighting for a playoff spot. They got – you know, they could potentially fight for the division as the Philadelphia Eagles go through this gauntlet of their schedule as well, too. And they still got a game against those guys later on in the year. Um, but I'll take Dallas to win. I think they have too much firepower. But Carolina also sacks back on defense and plays a lot more zone. A lot of that quarters coverage and the too high safety looks and stuff like that. And Dallas is meant to uh, stretch the field vertically, but you you don't do it as well against too high safety. Uh, mm-hmm. Carolina is a very much a keep everything in front of you type of team. And Dallas doesn't do mm-hmm. well in those situations. Dak doesn't do well in those situations. This team also lost a game to the Arizona Cardinals with a look ahead spot as well, too. Um, so I'm going to take Dallas to win it, but I also like taking Carolina with the points in this game. So you hope you hope that losing that trap game to the Cardinals uh, is something that they have written down on the whiteboard somewhere, right? It has to be. It has to be. Uh, Road game here for Dallas, but they seem to have found the recipe on offense. Feeding C.D. Lamb in the form of 14, 16, and 14 targets the past three weeks. Uh, C.D.'s finished with 158, 191, and then 151 receiving yards in those games. Uh, And the Dallas offense has looked better. Uh, I don't see Dallas fucking around and pulling that Cardinals, the similar Cardinals letdown. Um, Maybe famous last word. I'm going to knock on some wood here. uh, Also (laughs) taking Dallas. (laughs) You got real wood in that place? This is, yeah, I got a wood desk here. That's right. My wife has the same one behind me over there. So I need to get look like Uh, you. I'm over here on particle board. Ikea, hey man, this is Ikea. Ikea wood. Uh, (laughs) Next matchup, Tennessee at Jacksonville. Uh, Jags have a touchdown at home. Seven point favorites. Over-unders at 40. What you got? Jacksonville got spoke last week by the San Francisco 49ers. But 
I think anybody up against the entire Niners team with Debo Samuel playing right, Trent Williams did help. You could see some of those Jaguars corners just <laughs> – I don't know if you saw that play. Uh, just going out to the left, right, and um, I think it was a screen play or something like that. And Trent Williams is like 10 yards down the field, 15 yards down the field, up the left side of the, the field, and there's a cornerback for Jacksonville – he's kind of backpedaling and trying to get an angle. And then he just turns his body around and runs away to come around and like try to get, yeah. Um, It's terrifying, but that's going to happen to pretty much anybody, right? This team beat the, that team beat the Cowboys by like 40 points as well. Um, No shame in getting smoked by the Niners. Jacksonville's just not there yet, but I think it's a good spot for them to get right. Tennessee, you know, Will Levis looked okay for a little bit, and then you get some tape on him. And what's he want, what does he want to do? He lofts the ball. He he makes throws that he shouldn't because he has so much faith in his arm. Mm. But without the understanding that he's not playing Vanderbilt anymore uh, <laughs> in college football, right? Uh, yeah. Jacksonville's defense, I think, gets back on track here, and they win at home. Yeah, San Fran ripped the Jaguars apart last week, but I don't think that performance is indicative of where uh, Jacksonville is. Um, especially when going against AFC South teams, Jags entire body work puts them fifth in defensive efficiency and uh, fifth in total rushing yards allowed. Also, Will Levis, after starting hot, you kind of alluded to this. uh, He's completed just 52% of his passes over the last two games with Tennessee scraping together just 11 points per game in that stretch. Not going to get it done against the Jaguars. I think Jacksonville is able to bottle up the run. Uh, let Will Levis throw a little bit, get some turnovers. It's going to be low efficiency pass passing volume anyways, but uh, I have Jacksonville winning as well. Uh, final Sunday early game here is Arizona at Houston. Uh, Texans are favored by five. Over under is high. It's at 48 and a half. What do you got for this one? I know who you got. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, CJ Stroud is awesome. He's one of the top, I don't know what you'd say. He's a top 10 quarterback in the league, potentially a top seven quarterback in the league with his play in his rookie year. Um, there's all this hype on in the media about CJ Stroud is in the MVP conversation. Just stop. <laughs> there's no way he can or will win the MVP because he's not going to win two awards. You know how many times, how many times in the NFL has a rookie won MVP in the same year. Do you know, Tony? I, I'm i going to say zero. I'm going to go on a limb here. One time. One and time. it was in the first year that they ever did awards, and it was Jim Brown. He won Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. It's the first year they did awards, and he won MVP that year as Dang. well. No one else has done it, right? And as much as the media wants to do it, and they want to talk about it because it's an easy topic to talk about, and it's fun to talk about, and it gets people riled up or whatever – it doesn't yeah, matter yes. because it it just doesn't matter. Yeah, obviously, right? It doesn't matter because it matters what the voters are going to do. And the voters are never going to have a rookie be MVP because they already have an award for the rookie. It's the same reason Christian McCaffrey or Tyree Kill will not be MVP. Even if they Co- break Co- all of the records. Cooper Cup. It won't happen. Yeah. won't happen. Yeah. So – MVP is a quarterback award because the quarterback position is the most important on the field. When you listen to any shows with these guys who are actual voters, they talk analytically, the quarterback position is the most important. So it will always be a quarterback. So it's either going to be the number one seeded quarterback in the AFC, or it's going to be like Jalen hurts, right? Because, and that's if he gets to this stretch undefeated, um, mm-hmm. which is going to be really hard. So probably the number one seed in the 
AFC, which might end up being like Lamar Jackson, which is justified. Um, but with that being said, they asked CJ Stroud this week, Hey, you know, what do you, how do you feel about, you know, your name being an MVP conversation? Everybody's talking about it. And this is this and all the broadcasters and stuff. He's like, you know, they hate me this week. They, uh, they love me this week and they're going to, they'll hate me next week. Yeah. Check Mark. You're going to get smoked by the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are a different team. They fought the entire year. They get their quarterback back and Kyler Murray changes everything in that offense. Granted, Josh Dobbs was amazing, right? But he showed up a couple days before their first game and had to figure it out. Kyler Murray's been there, played with these guys. He is meant to be the franchise quarterback. His mobility is crazy, and it's so fun to watch him play, especially when people make, like, those Toy Story animation things of him, and he's, like, running, and he looks, like, so much smaller than everybody. Um, I love it. But the dude's fantastic. Uh, Arizona also plays this shell defense where they have too high – all the time they play a lot of cover four they don't allow explosive plays i believe they are top five top six in like the rate in which they don't allow explosive plays and that's what houston benefits off of a lot they they have these big chunk plays houston i have not i have not seen them go like buzzword take a drink meticulate the ball down the field in these like long you know, 9, 10, 11 play drives or whatever like that. You get a couple near the end of the game while the defense is sacking back, but when you're in base packages and stuff like that, there's a lot of broken plays where C.J. Stroud has the ability to run, but he's not really a runner. He doesn't like to run. Uh, they ended up losing uh, in the college football playoff because he wouldn't run last year. And there was 10, 15 yards in front of him. But they rely on these big shot plays 20, 30 yards down the field, they're not going to get that against this Arizona team. I think we see the turnovers come out of him, and I have Arizona winning the game on the road in Houston because that is what happens in the National Football League. A team's hyped up. Oh, the 49ers might be the greatest thing on, on since sliced bread. Granted, they're out Trent Williams and this, 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 and, you know, the crookie crumbles the way the crookie crumbles. You had – Houston beat the Bengals last week. Shouldn't have done that. You had Cleveland beat Baltimore last week. Shouldn't have done that. You've had Arizona beat Dallas. Shouldn't have done that. It happens all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's going to happen this week when Arizona goes into Houston and beats this team. And the Arizona Cardinals miss out on, you know, the number one pick where they can draft back, get some assets. Maybe they or mm -hmm. trade back, get some assets, maybe get to three so that they can still get like Marvin Harrison Jr. And then also have some other draft picks to fix the rest of their team. But this team's here to fight and they're going to go in there and get a win. Book it, book it. It's my, it's See? one of my favorite money line plays of the week. You're bothered. It's bothering me right now. Matriculate or matriculate. And I don't know words. The word we're looking for words, here. Tony. <laughs> Matric I know what you matriculate mean. matriculate I know what you mean field. but I, I looked it up and it does it still doesn't make sense so I don't know I've heard uh like broadcasters say it but I, I don't know matriculate right now what does matriculate mean I looked it up and it said like to be enrolled at a college university so I honestly I have no idea right now uh, I feel like <laughs> no I've been way I feel like I've been lied to for a very long time <clears throat> no okay we're doing research yeah. right now the producers are out so we're, we're having to do the legwork here a person who has mat matriculated. Thanks. That's a <laughs> used as a noun. Like, uh, okay, I'm gonna look it up. You keep talking. All right. Uh, 
Yeah, again, bold bold pick for you. Uh, definitely a lot of positives coming out of the Cardinals' win last week. Uh, that might be propping them up here against the Texans because I've, I've seen this pick from other uh, experts as well uh, on the Cardinals' side. We got to remember, though, they beat the hapless Falcons who lost Taylor Heineke, what, halfway through that game? Um, Houston has wins on the books against the Bengals last week, the Bucks, the Saints, the Steelers, and Jaguars. I really like where this Houston team is at. We both believe they're ahead of schedule. Most people would probably agree with that. I love the job D'Amico Ryans uh, and even Bobby Slowick are doing there, uh, down there. Um, I'm taking Houston. I just don't think the Cardinals are as good as, uh, you know, what we think we saw last week against, again, the Atlanta Falcons and Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter, their backup <laughs> quarterback. And T- Taylor Heineke is not even really, you know, a starting quarterback in the NFL. So, I, I'm not buying it yet. Again, I need more data points. That was one week with Kyler, first week back. It's against Atlanta. I need more. I just need to see more. I'm not going to bet on that this week, uh, going to Houston to take on a pretty hot Texans team. I also believe, well, though, that Atlanta's defense is way superior to Houston's defense, right? With Like Houston's losing Denzel Perryman in the middle at middle linebacker as well, too, yeah. So because he got cut for three games matriculate could be used to mean to advance yeah. so that's in the team the term for uh, uh okay much matriculate is like when it talks about college or whatever yeah. like that so it's a transitive okay. word it paired with a noun so oh transitive mm. you pull you're pulling the vocab out today i like yeah. it all right uh moving on to the sunday afternoon games uh first matchup here is tampa bay at your san francisco 49ers san fran is favored by 12 at home over unders at 41 and a half what you got niners with the points that's it <laughs> uh okay is that it yeah i don't have anything else okay. they're gonna beat right. shit out right. of this team baker mayfield <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be a bloodbath uh, like the niners are on a on a mission Yep, yep. Debo's back and healthy. Uh, Greenlaw looked healthy. Trent Williams, healthier. Didn't look 100%, but still, I, yeah, I saw that play you're talking about where cornerbacks are just running away from him. Can't blame <laughs> him. They're the same height, weight, athleticism as you and I, roughly. <laughs> and we would run away from from that dude. Uh, but all those guys back on the field made this team look more like the 49ers from weeks one through five versus you know the three weeks prior to this past week. Uh, they hit a bump, they recovered, and may God have mercy on Tampa Bay, this Tampa Bay team. I've got San Francisco. Also, CMC didn't score last week. No way he's staying out of the end zone this week. I'm happily taking the ATS on him uh, here in week 11. It did bother me, though, that at the end of the game, they tried to get him a touchdown. They were Darnold, near yeah. the goal line, and they did it three times in a row. Like, stop. Like, just stop with the cute shit because if yeah. Christian McCaffrey tears his ACL on one of those plays, like, bye. Get out of here. You're fucking <laughs> done. You're a bozo. Like, don't yeah. do that shit anymore. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Uh, wasn't a great look. Uh, next game here, the Jets at the Bills. Buffalo is a touchdown favorite in home over unders at 39.5. Surely, surely it's got to be the Bills this week, right? <laughs> <laughs> the cost is so not they, so mad fast my you, friend <laughs> you will see on the slides where we're at in our totals the records are fine but our totals for uh units lost is bad and it's because of this fucking bills team i swear to god they mm-hmm. have three or four losses this year that account for about 75 to 80 percent of what we've lost on the year and i may never recover yeah we would be down you would be down four units four i would five. be down yeah. five or three units right now if it weren't for this bills team um 
and Dallas obviously losing to Arizona. Like we'd be way yeah. up right now, but that's the way it happens. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, yeah, the Jets. You know, they lose their star quarterback four plays into the regular season against this team on Monday Night Football. Granted, mm-hmm. they're in MetLife at home. Everything, you know, whatever. But that was a team that should have just folded at that point and said whatever, right? But you know who else they have at quarterback? Zach Wilson. And he drove them down the field, put them in position. They get a stop. And then they return a kick in overtime win a ball game right boom zach wilson beats the buffalo bills because quarterback wins and wins are a quarterback stat obviously um but there's a bunch of turmoil in buffalo too apparently stefan diggs is upset because his brother is tweeting out as the game's going on or after the game or the day after the game and he just keeps doing it and you have to know that stefan diggs knows that his brother's tweeting out all this shit. Like, why are you doing this proxy crap? It's the same shit that you did when you were in Minnesota, right? Like, you weren't, you were a good receiver with Minnesota and Kirk Cousins, right? But Kirk Cousins has supported Justin Jefferson. He supported Jordan Addison, right? He supported TJ Hawkinson. He's supporting all these guys. And you look at the guys that were in Washington before. They were nobodies after they left Washington when Kirk Cousins was gone. Um, Stephon Diggs, like, Josh Allen made you. Josh Allen made you the top receiver in the league for a period of time and or one of the top three receivers. You're just a dude. Like, yes, you are talented and everything like that, but you might not want to poke the bear of the person and the organization that paid you a bunch of money and then made you who you were because you're losing games and stuff like that. Your quarterback has a bum shoulder and like he's obviously hurt. You can tell when he throws the ball. It doesn't look natural. He grimaces after every single throw. But the Buffalo Bills are going to win a game because they have to win a game eventually. And why not beat the Jets at home? I think that it'll be interesting to see what the Jets do if they, you know, they cut Michael Carter. And it kind of sucks because Michael Carter is actually good. And he's, he's not getting paid a ton of money, which is weird. But it's because they paid Dalvin Cook. And they need they wanted to bring up Israel Bonaconda is what they wanted to do to have some more explosiveness in the backfield because he is the second best running back on that team. You can go back to our running back rankings and all the stuff. We talked about all that stuff, everything from the, after the draft analysis. He's so damn good. He jukes linebackers running up the gut. He does a full spin move seven yards down the field (laughs) while the entire defense is collapsing on him and still scores touchdowns. That dude's awesome. He probably should be, you know, one, one, a one B with, Brees Hall in this offense, but they paid Dalvin Cook a bunch of money to come in, and he stinks. Dalvin Cook's moving to third. Bonacon is moving to second. I wonder if they'll do more two-back sets. That'll be pretty interesting, but I think it's just going to be too much too new. They still can't block all that well. Buffalo's defense isn't all that great, right? But um, they've played okay for what they've done, and I think that they beat the Jets at home. I don't like the seven. But I also don't want to take it with the Jets because it could just be a full implode with this team. Um, and we'll talk about the Jets after in our like closing remarks of where we're going to go with this podcast after. Yeah, it's almost I like haven't, they should I haven't have... discussed this with you yet, but I'm making a decision. That's fine. So. Okay. Uh, it's almost as if the Jets should have allocated the $8 million, $9 million they paid Dalvin Cook uh, into a tackle, a left tackle mm-hmm. or a right tackle. 
or maybe. God forbid, a guard. Maybe, maybe, maybe. that would have helped yeah. uh, keep Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson upright a little bit. But um, I don't think Dorsey was the problem for Buffalo. Uh, he got run over by the bus. They they ran him over. Uh, they threw the bus. Uh, they threw it in reverse. And they ran him over again. They fired uh, offensive coordinator there, Dorsey. Uh, Buffalo's offense was third in DVOA, fourth in passing yards, and eleventh in rushing yards. Didn't seem like he was the problem. Uh, I think the problem was turnovers. They were giving the ball away like candy, ranking 30th in the NFL in that category. Uh, we'll see if Josh Allen can right that ship. I feel like a lot of that is on him. I feel like they go through stretches each year like this, though. They kind of get into a rhythm where they're dropping 40 on everyone, though. Um, kind of in between these bad stretches. I'm not sure if they need to get to 40 against uh, or if they can get to 40 against a stout Jets defense, but I think they avenge that week one loss here. And I think like you, they do get a win against the Jets here in week 11. I want to see Josh Allen throw the ball to Stephon Diggs like 21 times uh, and just be like, whatever, there's a rookie corner on you, you know, like, or, or you know, whatever, one of these second year corners yeah. or something like that. We're going to just throw it at you. The entire game. Let's see how good you are. Shut up and go sit on the bench. I'm gonna throw it to fucking Gabe Davis. Like I hate that prima donna diva shit. Because where are you gonna go? Who's gonna want to play with you, right? Oh, quarterback is trying to get Stephon Diggs, who shits on his quarterbacks after not getting a couple targets. Shut up. He needs to stop turning the ball over, and Gabe Davis needs to stop dropping the ball. So I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. If it's all on Stephon Diggs, like there's plenty of blame I think to go around for this whole team. Uh, moving on to the final Sunday afternoon matchup here. It's Seattle at the Rams. Uh, Seahawks are road favorites. They get a point over unders at 46. What are you doing with this one? Both of these teams stink. Like, this is just a game that no one's going to watch. Like, we're going to watch the Jets and Buffalo. Hey, whoa, whoa, wanna... whoa. Yeah, okay. Your house may have it on, on like the phone so that you can have more space to watch the other games. Like, that's what it's going to happen. Probably. Um, Probably. Muted, too. So, um, but I don't think Seattle's any good. I don't think that Geno Smith's all that good. I've said it for a year now. Um, and the Rams will get Matthew Stafford back. I believe this week, he was a game time decision sort Full of participant the last time they were playing. And then they had a bye week, right? So Matt Stafford's going to play, um, granted Seattle has good young corners and stuff like that, but good young corners, I don't think are going to be able to compete with the likes of Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua um, in this offense. I think they'll be able to scheme some stuff coming out of the bye week and beat Seattle at home. So uh, I'm, I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking the Rams there. So um, you, you I just – I don't believe in Seattle. I don't – yeah. Like Seattle okay. stinks. I, I think Seattle stinks. Uh, I don't think they're a top – I don't think they're a top half of the league team. Uh, Gino continues to get exposed. They need to run the ball to stop exposing him. Uh, granted, okay. you know, good job. You spent, uh, you know, a high pick on Jackson Smith and Jigba and you don't run enough three set, you know, three wide receiver sets to get him on the field and get him yeah. involved. Um, I, I just don't see them, them winning a game. I, I just don't, it's more against Seattle than it is for Los Angeles in support of the Rams. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Seattle's had some rough stretches, but they're 11th in offensive efficiency. Defense is 20th, but I think they're trending up. Uh, on paper, they have some dudes uh, at every level. Um, they traded. Uh, they made a trade for, was it Leonard Williams? So they're still kind of meshing there. At some point, the, they're going to put it all together. And maybe this isn't the week, but the Rams are 15th on offense and efficiency. And way back there, 
in defense at 24th. So back of the league, uh, you did mention Stafford. He's practicing this week today. I believe that was in full. So he's on track to play. That's cool. Um, I don't think they've been very good on either side of the ball. The Rams, they're vulnerable against the run, just 19th in rushing yards allowed. So I, I think if Seattle wins this game, it's going to be on the back of a lot of Kenneth Walker and a lot of Zach Charbonnet, but I do have them winning this game uh, at Lumen South. I had to look up the name of their stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's move on to the primetime game. Sunday night football, Minnesota at the Broncos. Uh, Denver's favored by two and a half. Who you got? The wrong team's favored. It's the same thing that happened last week. It's the same thing that's happening this week. I'm a big fan of the Denver Broncos. Like the Denver Broncos get a bunch of crap off of one game this year. And that was, they let up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins. Throw it out of the window. That's not normal. It's not something that you could throw into numbers. After the end of the season, when you do your analysis, if you do fantasy football and stuff, you throw out the top two games that did the worst and the top two games that did the best, and you kind of find the mean, right? The outliers. Um, yep. The other games they've lost uh, have been one-score games. You know, they, they lost to Kansas City at Arrowhead. I think they lost to the Raiders as well, too. They had missed field goals, fumbles near the goal line in a lot of these games. Just bad stuff happened that was kind of variance related. I think the Denver Broncos are putting it together. I don't think they're fully there yet. You see Javante getting a lot more involved and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I dare I say I think the Minnesota Vikings are a better team overall with Josh Dobbs at quarterback than they were with Kirk Cousins. And it Whoa. is only for the mobility because Kirk Cousins is a complete statue. You don't see Josh Dobbs taking all these sacks. It's the same dudes blocking, right? Kirk Cousins just getting mauled out there. Josh Dobbs is able to move a little bit. And then you got these receivers who are super talented running, you know, laps around the field against these defenses. I think that Minnesota is better than Buffalo. And it took Denver every possible circumstance of pass interference, 12 men on the field, poor clock management, a bunch of turnovers for them to beat buffalo on the road i get it's in mile high it's a whole different element here it's going to be a little bit chilly and all that kind of stuff um but i think minnesota is the better team overall talked a little bit last week in the last couple weeks about how minnesota's blitz rate has gone down a lot but they show a lot of those fronts and it confuses defenses because the majority of what they're watching is the majority of the season has been these excessive blitzes and excessive blitzes so what do you see on the tape right these guys aren't watching the full gamut of every game of the year within a week. I don't like not every player and quarterback, like they're just not spending all that time. So it's all yep. the game plan, figure out how you're going to do it. And what you look at them from Minnesota's going to win this game here in the mile house city of Denver. You, we've seen that from a few teams and it's been a thing in the past where like defenses will bring, you know, six, seven guys on the line and make the quarterback think, after the ball is snapped and make the right yeah. reads, right? Why don't more teams do that? It seems to work yeah. almost every freaking time. Like, I, yeah. I just don't get why you show, I don't you just give the quarterback like, Hey, Hey, this is what we're doing. We're in this coverage. Pick us apart. Yeah. Right. I, 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 it doesn't I, make sense to me. Minnesota has been doing it a lot more on earlier downs too, yeah. which makes it more confusing on the third downs. Cause a lot of teams will do it on third down. They'll show pressure and they, maybe they bring one yeah. other guy and they drop, back D line and all this kind of different stuff. That's exotic. And they wait till third down to do it. Minnesota's doing it early. So they're getting in positive game scripts when they got, you know, second 13 or something like that, like, 
or you're starting yeah. second and ten, and like you're they're just in plus positions on defense. Yeah, we need to do some research after the season and take a look at that kind of stuff. Uh, Denver got off to a rough start this season. I think you kind of mentioned the seventy point game, uh, but I like the direction they're heading now. They're feeding Javante Williams. You mentioned that. They're winning football games. In the last three weeks, they've taken down the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Uh, Defense has looked pretty sturdy. The offense has looked better, more efficient. Uh, Just both units improving week over week. Minnesota, on the other side, has been hot. But the win streak has to come to an end at some point, right? They've won five straight, six of seven. I'm giving Denver the edge here, playing at home at elevation. That's like one of my favorite things about the Nuggets is they have the elevation of 52, seven, whatever it is. Uh, I should know this. Uh, just like right there on the court. Why don't they have that at mile high? Do they? Is that a thing? Uh, they have I, they have a row of orange seats, like how the Rockies have a row of the purple line, seats. The line, that's right. Yeah, so right. in the top part of it, it's a row of orange seats that show mile high. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're playing at home at elevation. They're coming together finally under Sean Payton. It was probably bound to happen at some point. But I'm going uh, to the Cleveland and Denver game also next week. So I need the Brown or the Broncos to be five and five and in the playoff picture because I think it'll make for better football. You know, when we're in the stands at elevation watching. So I'm taking the Broncos here. Not not was- for the last reason, but for the former. I was talking to one of our friends that you're going to that game with the other day. He was like, I bought these tickets at the beginning of the year when we thought that the Denver Broncos would be good and the Browns might be good. And then all this stuff happens and I don't even get to watch, you know, Nick Chubb. I don't get to watch Deshaun Jackson, Donovan Peoples Jones. I don't get to watch none of these guys. And I paid way too much and I could probably get my tickets now for a third of the price, but whatever. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, There's someone, a, a mutual friend, um, they have the tickets for like half the price or like a third of the price. Uh, yeah. They're season ticket holders. And like, so sans all the ticket fees too. So yeah, he's absolutely right. Uh, that, that part sucks, but it should be fun. Uh, f- final game here for us, uh, Philly at the chiefs, Kansas city's home favorites. They get a field goal over unders 45 and a half. What do you got? There. I'm a firm believer that there is something about when life becomes more, prevalent and out there than the game that you play and that is prime with travis kelsey every fucking commercial everything about his girlfriend everything about his girlfriend's parents meeting his parents at this game he's in argentina this last week he's doing all these other bits saturday night live all this stuff during the season I just think that Philadelphia and granted his brother does a lot of this stuff too. Right. But he's not as much like it's Travis Kelsey fucking everywhere. And he's the focal point of this entire offense. I hate like, I don't care, man. I don't buy products because Patrick Mahomes uses fucking Gillette shave gel, you know, or whatever, like, or head and shoulders. Like that's not like, I'm not buying head and shoulders. I never would. Um, but I think that's happening with this Kansas City Chiefs team. Their defense is good. Their offense is not. They have the most dominant weapon in all of football. The scariest dude in football in Patrick Mahomes. I think it'd be him and probably Tyreek Hill, at least offensively, like the ones you have to worry about the most that can take over a game. But Tyreek Hill's dependent on someone else. Patrick Mahomes is awesome. But Philadelphia is meant for these type of games 
They got all the glitz and the glam. We have a quarterback who's been injured. We're coming, both coming off a bye. Andy Reid after a bye. That shit's got to end at some point, too. Philadelphia is going to go to Arrowhead and beat this team. They're going to run it straight down their gut, punch them in the mouth, and they're going to be able to just take Travis Kelsey out of the game and say, you know what, we'll man up with Rasheed Rice, Justin Watson, Kadarius Tony, if you ever want to let him out of the bag, you know, uh, whatever with Pacheco, we're going to stop that. McKinnon's probably going to be a problem. If you're looking at McKinnon props, I think it's those are those are solid too for pass catching and receiving yards. If you look at what he's been able to do since he's came back to the offense and in the Super Bowl when they played this team as well too. Um, but I think Philadelphia. This is a prime spot for all this glitz glam about this team and all the fun stuff about it. And the other guy who's involved in some of that media stuff is just our center. He's a big guy. He's a center. Grant, I didn't like that he was on Thursday Night Football last week. Like, come on, man. Just don't do that stuff. Or well, whatever, well right? they had right. to. It was it was the Bears and Panthers. Come on. Yeah, but, you know, like, <laughs> it's just weird to see it out of an offensive lineman. But all this hype stuff about whatever this is this, I'm not buying it. Philadelphia is a way better team top to bottom. Get it, Kansas City's defense has been solid, but they're not going to be solid when it's uh, third down and three and you got two tush pushes coming your way, right? That shit gets exhausting. You're going to put Chris Jones in the middle and just be like, hey, defend this play or whatever like that. Like, you do six, seven of those things, that defensive line is beat. Like, it, it just takes a toll on you. And I think that Philadelphia, after the Super Bowl, they should have beat the Kansas City Chiefs and they did it because in the third quarter they got the ball back. They were up one score, and you're looking for this vintage Philadelphia Eagles drive it down the field, matriculate the ball down the field on this 13, 15 play drive where you just run, 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 right? And they beat the shit out of defenses, and that's what they did all year. They've done it this year when they take over games. They didn't do that in the Super Bowl. They came out past three times, three and out, and the game was over. It's not happening this week. Philadelphia beats the Kansas City Chiefs. I, yes. Don't allow yourself to become bigger than the game. It happens to everybody who ends up doing it. And when you're the only guy that the team could rely on for production, mm-mm, mm-mm. If he wasn't injured, his production would be the same as it always is. He's, he's playing a little hobble. Playing a little hobble. Jalen Hurts, uh, uh, Kelsey, Kelsey. Ah, yeah, that's a little, with. little. He's been hobbled. Uh, this was a tough one to pick. Uh, both teams, you mentioned that coming off the bye, you know, a little healthier than previous weeks. Both teams with a little bit of momentum, right? Winning prior to those buys. For me, though, it came down to who's playing more efficient, more consistent football on both sides. Eagles, they're seventh on offense. 19th on defense in terms of efficiency with Kansas City. Talked about how good they've been. Uh, sixth on offense, third on defense. They've been top 10 in those categories all season. Very consistent. Um, outside of the Mahomes flu game, they've been solid, even with a banged up Kelsey to this point. I don't think he's been healthy like at 100% in a single game so far this season. Um, I've got the Chiefs in this matchup. And honestly, like this is probably going to be 
uh, a glimpse at what we're going to see in the Super Bowl. Like, there's a very good chance these two teams make it back to the Super Bowl, the way things are going in the AFC. And yeah, Philly has to get through San Fran, but you just talked them up. Like, they're pretty good. Eagles are a pretty good unit. So, <laughs> they <right>? are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, we're ending this on three opposite sides. So, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, on the week, I am wagering 44 units to get to one unit uh, of profit for each correctly picked game with you at 40 units, just under, but at 40 about. Records for both of us are good. Uh, having a hard time shaking the losses the Bills keep giving us. So here's to hoping for, we and God, we need this, like a plus 10 unit week. We just need one of those to get back on track. So fingers crossed. Uh, we might cross some other things too. Uh, moving on to our best bets though. Uh, what are you looking at this week for your best bet you're seven and three so you're hot yeah i'm gonna go to everybody's fantasy football darling and that's rashad white i'm gonna go under 45 and a half rushing yards up against the san francisco 49ers <laughs> minus 110 when we look at what rashad white does uh on the season he has uh let's see week one at minnesota they win a ball game He's 17 attempts for 39 yards. Not good. He had a long of six in there as well, too. So 16 for 33 outside of his long run. They won whatever. Uh, versus Chicago in week two, they won 27 to 17. He had 17 carries for 73 yards. So he's one and one going over the 45 and a half mark, 13 yards for his longest rush. They lose to Philadelphia 25 to 11, 14 rushes for 38 yards, long of 12. So 13 for what, 26 after that. One long run at New Orleans, they win, and he's 15 for 56. So in two wins, or in three wins this year, he's had two games over the 45 mark. They lose 20 to 6 against Detroit. He had seven carries for 26 yards, lose 16-13 to Atlanta, 13 carries for 34 yards. Buffalo, 24 to 18 loss, nine carries for 39 yards. And all of these have double-digit runs, too. So in that game, it's 15 is his longest rush at houston they lose 37 to 39 big shootout game right tons of points 20 carries for 73 yards he's averaging 3.7 in that game he had a long of 16 so after that it's what 19 for 57 yards uh and then last week they beat tennessee he went 20 for 51 yards on the ground with a long of 11 so 19 for 40 outside of that one in all of their losses he's only gone over this mark well, let's see once because they're going to be losing in this game. They're going to be losing fast in this game. This dude's going to catch passes out of the backfield because that's what he's good at. And he can get some yards that way, but he's not getting them on the ground because they're going to be down 14, nothing before the second kickoff of the game. And that's not <laughs> possible, but they're going to go into this game down nine zero. I don't know. And then they're going to let up a safety and a field goal for down 14 nothing six minutes into the game you know call me crazy or whatever like that this dude's not going to run the ball because why would you run the ball with a guy when you need to play catch up the entire game and then you know Rashad White under 45 and a half yards he's only hit this mark one two three four times so four out of the nine games and all of those were wins outside of one massive shootout where he had over 20 carries and he's needed damn near 20 to get it every other time. He's not getting mm -hmm. 20 carries against the 49ers. I'll take that as my favorite bet I, of the I, week. I like that. He's a lot more efficient catching the ball out of the backfield. So, I mean, mm -hmm. they're smart to use him that way. So, uh, I like that one a lot. Uh, my best bet, 
mentioned some of these numbers earlier, 151, 191, 158, and 117. Those are the receiving totals over the last four weeks for a player who has an over-under set at 82 and a half this week. It was 80 when I grabbed this. I'm pulling today's line, so I'm handing you guys two yards there, sports books. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, he is minus 115 to hit this on DraftKings. Carolina on the season has the 29th, 81st, and 107th best coverage grades for their top three corners. And C.J. Henderson still dealing with the concussion did come back as a limited participant Tuesday. He was a DNP on Thursday, so still struggling there to get back on the field. Um, I talked about Dallas. They found their solution on offense, and it it goes through C.D. Lamb. Everything is funneled through C.D. Lamb. Tony Pollard's not getting it done out of the backfield, but I think he continues to smash this week. Even if he has an off game and gets you 90, 100, that's probably where he's going to land. I'm taking C.D. Lamb uh, for my best bet. Over 82 and a half yards on the week. All right, Nate, final thoughts here before we wrap it up. Yeah, so um, going forward, we're not going to use DraftKings lines anymore. And I'm putting my where, foot down where, on this. Where are we going? I don't care. Anywhere else. Let's just use FanDuel. <laughs> I, I hate I, them too. But we're not going to use DraftKings <laughs> lines anymore. One, this last week, they have – so they outsourced their tech stuff, the, the people who actually add all the lines into the – apps and the website and everything that you use right and those people messed it up and it got exposed for about 15 minutes people hammered it DraftKings lost a buttload of money because single game parlay they had the they had what was meant for first quarter props as full game props so everybody was single game parlaying these right and it happened for like 15 minutes and then it got switched all these people put in their bets they won tons of cash and now DraftKings is going to the Massachusetts Gaming Commission to try to get them to void out, you know, okay them voiding out the, uh, you know, the tickets for that because of an, a, an error in their system or whatever, right? In a line that they provided, it was wrong. They put it in wrong. If we put something in wrong, we don't get the void shit, right? Like that no. doesn't happen. You offered something, took the bet, Granted, it's all technological and everything like that, right? But you mm -hmm. took the bet. Your system took the bet. You need to pay it out. That is, what do you call that? Uh, moral, I guess you would say. Ethical. Mm -hmm. The ethical thing to do, right? So today, going back to the New York Jets, DraftKings puts out this prop. You can look at it if you click on the NFL tab, go to Futures. There's an Aaron Rodgers tab. What the hell is this Aaron Rodgers tab? Aaron Rodgers. After just speaking to a player on the field after, hey, give me a couple weeks or something like that, and he's talked on Pat McAfee's show about, you know, Thanksgiving was always the goal and, you know, this type of stuff. So people are expecting to come back in like two weeks because it's all over media and all this kind of stuff. It's getting hyped up. DraftKings puts out a prop. Aaron Rodgers 2023-2024. Will Aaron Rodgers play another snap in the 2023-24 NFL regular season? And they're offering you plus 200 odds on yes. The no has a lock on it. So you cannot bet no. I don't know if they had this open as a no and had whatever plus money on it, you know, negative money or whatever it was, and it got mm -hmm. smoked and they had to take it down. Or if they just said, hey, free money, double up, two to one. Yes, Aaron Rodgers, when he comes back in a couple weeks, do this, this, this. 
This is the biggest sucker scam bet. This dude's not coming back from a torn Achilles behind this line when their team's going to be out of playoff contention. What is he going to do that for, right? That's that's the dumbest thing you can do whatsoever. The Achilles has one of the highest like re-injury rates of any injury in all of sports. And they put up this line because they got smoked this week on having bad lines up and first quarter props as game long props got smoked on single game parlays and they're putting this up and there's going to be people out there betting it because they sit here and watch television and Aaron Rodgers this he's throwing on the field he's doing dropbacks the dude can't run yet he can't run on a treadmill he can't extend and push off his Achilles yet and they're not going to be in playoff contention in two weeks three weeks or anything like that anymore fuck this book because they do that and they put it out there and they they pulled this whole screenshot marketing thing on, on Twitter X, right? Go to DraftKings Sportsbook, and there's this thing of him talking to the dude or whatever, a picture of like this quote of, hey, I'll be back in a couple weeks or whatever like that. Oh, by the way, here's free money. Go ahead and take it. You guys are scumbags. This is a scam alert. It's crap. And this whole social mediafication of like sports books and betting and bets and all, like all this kind of stuff, like you have to be smart. You have to understand, sports books are not here to give you money. Hey, no. why don't you take this free bet? You know why they give you a free bet or they give you all this bonus money? It's because you'll end up playing it. You'll end up playing it and you'll get addicted to it. They give guys on – I've there's another podcast that does fantasy sports and stuff, and they talk about how much they get. He puts out all his financials. Every time he gets someone to sign up, he'll give away his fantasy draft guide. It's 25 bucks for free because every time someone signs up for underdog, he gets paid 400 bucks and all they got to do is deposit 10 bucks into the app. Why would they give him $400? If all you got to do is deposit 10, that doesn't make sense. Go make one bet 10. You get your draft guide for free and you know, you, you have a chance of winning one bet. No, because they know that the average person who goes and gets into their sports book, is going to spend $1,500. That's mathematically, they're going to spend $1,500 and that's what they're going to accrue for them. So the books aren't there. Casinos aren't there. Like banks aren't there for you. They're all there to take your money. That's why they have bigger buildings, better furniture. It's a scumbag thing for them to do and post on their shit. We're not using DraftKings anymore. We'll use FanDuel. And that is the final say. So that just bugged me because it feels so fucking unethical and it feels like stealing. Hey guys, come take this. Why would a sports book do that and not have no as an option? You literally don't have no as an option. That's bullshit. And I I don't like it and it's crummy. Maybe, maybe we just felt we've been asking why uh on social media and in our group text, why has Aaron Rodgers been throwing? There's no need for it. Maybe maybe that's why. I think maybe he's in he's, I think he's colluding with DK. Yeah. The guy's got a DraftKings Sportsbook sponsorship. Um That's it. No, I I <laughs> I, I honestly think he probably started doing it. One, he's egotistical, whatever, right? You got to be oh, to be able sure. to be that good at, at playing that position. He's one of the best that's ever done it. Um, but I think also was he understood where the team was going to be like mentally and all this kind of stuff and probably tried to be like this guy to to bring hope, right? To maybe get a couple extra things out of this team. Maybe we can get a couple extra wins. We can make it into the playoffs and maybe I can play during that time. I don't think realistically you're going to play off an Achilles in that, that amount of time. We saw what Cam Akers was when he came back from it. It wasn't all that great, right? Um, and now he doesn't even play in the NFL. So, um, 
like can't even back up Minnesota running backs. But <laughs> um but I just think it's a scumbag thing to do to yeah. put out stuff like that. Like just off your freaking lines. I don't have your you know, your sponsor people or your branded people being like, Hey, here's a single game parlay, five legs for Monday night football. Oh dang, we were so close, bro. We were so close. Yeah, that's how they keep you coming back. It's mm-hmm. bullshit. So I don't like parlaying. That's why I don't like all that kind of shit. Um, like, it is what it is. But that pissed me off. It it just felt so crazy. Right. Specif- specifically because they are vo- trying to avoid tickets for a mistake that they had in their book. Yeah. Right. If we have a mistake, you can't cancel out of a bet. Once you hit okay, nope, that's a contract. It's not a contract yeah. when they do it. That shit's crummy. So yeah. If you can cash out, you're taking it a lot. It at a loss. So uh, agree. Yeah. Got the note written down. No more DK. Uh, we'll figure out where we're pulling uh, the lines from. If it's Vandal, MJ, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll we'll talk yeah. about that before the next episode. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you've made it this far, as always, uh, we'll have the recap for week 11 and the preview for week 12. Uh, that'll be coming next week. Thanksgiving, also fast approaching. Get your turkey. Get all the fixings. Uh, mention this on the recap. Costco, they're on sale. It's like a dollar a pound. Got mine for like 13 mm-hmm. bucks. Dirt, cheap. It's like two or three oh, yeah. times that uh, at like, uh, you know, any other supermarket. Um, region specific, obviously. But best of luck with your fantasy, with your DFS sports betting endeavors this weekend. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.